Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Yo, Elizabeth Dutton. Saren Burnett. Do you have a moment of time? Always. Can I ask you a I question? I do nothing all day. Excellent. I sit outside of headquarters uh-huh. on that bench. Yeah. I wait for you to show up. I wait get, for Dave to show up. Yeah, getting sun. And then I come in. Uh-huh. We record. We go back out to the bench. You go back to the bench. Yep. That's why you're always there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Yep. Well, I got a question for you if you got time before you get back on your bench. Yeah. Um, do you know what's ridiculous? I do. Okay. Well, lay it on, well, brother. Let me, just, let me just start with this. Um, I know that you're a fan of baths, right? Taking I love a baths. bath, a big bath man. Me yeah. in the baths. You love them. Yes. Um, do you use bath bombs ever? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll have to admit something. I interestingly used one last night. Oh, you did? Yes. I don't normally <laughs> use a bath bomb, but it was a gift. And then I was like, well, let me just break this little beauty out and dropped <laughs> it in there, and it fizzed alive. And I was like, oh my. Like old Someone George gave Takai. you the tingles. Yeah. All right then. Um, Okay, so you use these. Now, what scent was that that you had? I have no idea. Just it was, pleasant? I, I literally no idea. Like, okay. If you ask me, Zarin, what scent is this? I'd give you the same answer. No idea. No idea. But it smelled good. It smelled great. Yeah, fantastic. So we've established that you like baths. Mm-hmm. You know what else I think you might like? I know you've told me you like it before in the past. Hmm. Fried chicken? Oh, yeah, totally. Wait a minute. <laughs> Where are you taking this? Well, a much fried like... chicken bath bomb? Yes. Do not. Yes. All right, oh, we've we've covered KFC product mashups before with those uh-huh. uh, fireplace logs. Oh yeah. Well, in Japan, they released a bath bomb that smells like fried chicken. <laughs> it smells like fr- like KFC fried chicken. Yeah. Well, all the herbs and spices. Yeah, the eleven the proprietary <laughs> secret herbs, herbs and, spices. and spices. Which, like, I feel like if I sat down with a pen and paper and really put my mind to it, I could come up with all of them. Apparently. The Coca-Cola recipe and the KFC recipe have both been cracked, and they are online. You can find them. Sweet. Okay, so. everybody go look. Um, see, we got this. And the Olive Garden salad dressing. <laughs> Ugh. We got this <laughs> recommended to us by Gibson LP 27 I don't know this gentleman's right. real name, Whatever. but he's on Instagram. All right, hit it up. Uh, amazing. He's an amazing fella. 
He linked to, there's this website, This Is Why I'm Broke, which I love. Oh, it's yeah. just all the random uh-huh. products. Um, and he, he, he found this stuff, this KFC stuff for us and passed it along. So um, Kentucky, it looks like a chicken wing, <laughs> like a leg. looks like a chicken leg. Sorry. So I'm dropping fried chicken into my bag. Yeah, and it turns the water orange. <laughs> orange. So you're sitting in, like, grease water. <laughs> Everything yeah. smells like fried chicken. And then you get out and someone is going to sit next to you. Yeah. You're like, hmm. And then all the neighborhood dogs come sniffing at you. <laughs> they, they're all, they only made 100 of them. And really? Then, yeah, and then they decided— it was a war crime, and they had to stop. <laughs> Does that mean they're super expensive? No, I think they were a giveaway. Oh. It was in Japan. I, you know, you had to know a dude. Yeah, I don't speak Japanese or read it, so I can't really read what this says. But uh. um, anyway, they had like you had to like enter this thing. You could get a coupon for a secret combination pack of menu <laughs> items, and then <laughs> send away. Basically, what it means is you can eat fried chicken in the bath. I already and do then this. like wash your hands. Yeah. with the with chicken the fried water. chicken water and be like, oh. Yeah. And then who's to say what's going to happen after Dip. that? Steep yourself in those bones. I mean, it's just like <laughs> you dip know. yourself to your pleasure. Well, or and it's KFC. It's not Bojangles, the Southern. Yes. Which I always wanted to get Bojangles, and then stack up the bones and play Bojanga. Hello. Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Just let that air out. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's, you know, I'm with you on that one, kind of. I think I'm right that this is ridiculous. It's 100% ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I love bass and bombs and <laughs> KFC fried chicken. So I don't know where they let's, went wrong. Let's make this happen. Make it oh, happen. man. Well, that that's ridiculous, Doug. Yes. That is dang ridiculous. Yes. But I got one for you if you got a second. Yes. You got a second? Yes. All right. Uh, your bench will be fine. Okay. <laughs> this one's a wild one. All right. Mm-hmm. I want to introduce you to my dude. His name is Howard X. And but this Howard X, you may be thinking, Nation Islam? Yeah. No. No. He is far from that. This man, my man, Howard X, he is a North Korean dictator lookalike. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. And he calls himself Kim Jong Mmm. <laughs> so, um. so I want to tell you about that one time when my dude, Howard X, a.k.a. Kim Jong-un, he and a Vladimir Putin lookalike helped a Volodymyr Zelensky lookalike to escape Ukraine in the days just after Russia invaded. What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth. Saren. I promised you a wild one. Yes, you did. I got the goods. I swear to you. But I think you need to meet Howard X before we get into all the whole fancy pants stuff of what he does in the lookalike bazaar. Right? Okay, so... Who is Howard X? Tell You tell me. Why is Howard X? And how did you put the X in Howard, Howard X? <laughs> well, Elizabeth, these are all great questions. I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Let's take them one at a time. But, you know, okay, wait a minute. Let me back up. You know how you're like the master celebrity impersonator? Mm-hmm. You want to do a quick one? Sure. Okay. Lay it I, on uh, me. How about the Afro painter Bob Ross? Okay. <clears throat> Hey, everybody, it's me, Bob Ross. Gonna paint and a paint and all day paint. 
Oh man, I'm just over here. Just the titanium white yeah. is washing like, over me. For a second, there, my hair curled itself yes. into the, that cute little afro. I could see the happy little trees, the mm-hmm. squirrels. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know how you just did that, right? Well, yeah. Howard X is kind of like you, but he doesn't do what you do with your voice. He does that, but he does it with his face, with his body. Well, primarily is yes, okay. his fa- but really, well, your you, face you is say, part of your body. This is true. Yeah, keep that. Write that down. Yeah. So Howard X, aka Kim Jong. Mm, Well, he was born Lee Howard. I'm not going to go into his full name because he has said if his full name gets out there, he gets death threats. So we're just going to respect him as Lee Howard. There's other parts to his name. So dude is born in Hong Kong in like 1978 or 1979, which is kind of like an answer I would give. (laughs) I like that about him. He's of Chinese descent. He starts out his life wanting to be a musician. He's like, oh, I was drawn to the sound of the drum, right? It's in my soul. Age nine, he starts becoming a young drummer. Howard X once said of his days as a young musician, and I quote, I always wanted to do music because I didn't care about anything else. Hmm. It's like the most musician thing you can yeah, say, right? Much. I mean, it's like I can hear your brother saying that. <laughs> now, he also said, I just wanted to do music, and I graduated with a bachelor's in jazz performance from Australia. And as soon as I graduated, I was a performing musician. An Australian jazz degree. <laughs> exactly. That's that was my amazing. thought. I was like, interesting. You're like, I need to go learn jazz. I'm, I'm going to go, go to down the to hot Australia. Spot. <laughs> no offense, Australia. I'm sure you do everything in an incredible way, but. You just don't expect. No. Yeah. <laughs> So he goes to Australia for jazz music instruction, <laughs> and then he returns to Hong Kong, and he's, like, ready to gig in the bumping Hong Kong jazz scene. Right. And uh, this is, like, 2003, 2004. Okay. And I don't okay. know. Maybe it was a bumping or not. But anyway, he's like, this isn't the move. I need to get out of here. So <laughs> he heads over, bounces around the globe to Brazil. He's like, this, they got jazz. Now, Brazil. Yeah, he, he stokes himself up on some of that good jazz, and he studies Brazilian music. He falls in love with it. He decides, you know what? I need to bring this back to my people. They need to know the power of Bossa Nova. So yes. he records an English and Chinese language Bossa Nova album called Bossa Negra. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Howard. <laughs> Careful now. Exactly. Watch just, your step there, buddy. He decides, this is for my people. So <laughs> he then, he, he well, put Howard in perspective, he once said that his other great loves are, quote, food and women. I love Argentinian meat and Japanese food. Now, I assume by Argentinian meat, he oh, means the, the beef, the beef yes. and not Los Mujeres. I'm assuming. Well, if he says, I love food and women, and then he gives an example of food and, and says Argentinian food. meat, yeah. I, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so he is a, okay. a man of appetites. Yeah, so <laughs> things were going well for young Howard X, the bossa nova jazz man and meat lover. And then <laughs> life comes calling. And in this case, for him, it was the death of a North Korean dictator. Mm. Yeah. You, know, you never know what's going to hit you. So <laughs> December 2011, Kim Jong-il died. Now, not only was he the son of the founder of North Korea, Kim right. Il-sung, but he was also the former head of the North Korean film industry and a big-time <laughs> Godzilla fan. Now, we've discussed this, right? Yeah. Now, when Kim Jong-il passed away in 2011, he was succeeded by his son, Kim Jong-un, who is the current leader of North Korea. Mm-hmm. This brings me back to Howard X. So. In 2012, Howard X wakes up to the fact that he's like, wait a minute, I can make a lot of money with my face. So as Howard X told Vice, and I quote, when he first came on the scene just before his dad, Kim Jong-il, introduced him and promoted him to the head of the army or something, I thought, man, that's my face. Apart from that, I didn't think too much about it. Then a few people pointed it out, and I thought about impersonators elsewhere making cash, and I realized I could do that too. He's like, yeah, this is now going to be my passport to wealth. So he decides. <laughs> his voice is his passport. Verify him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very good. Thank you. So he's like, he's like, you know what? For me, this won't require too much, you know, energy and effort to transform into Kim Jong. What he will eventually become, Kim Jong Um, right? So right. He said himself, Kim, Kim Jong Um. <laughs> <laughs> So if for him, it all starts with a pair of hair clippers. He's like, just give me sure. some hair clippers and I can That's become him. That's how all good things start. Yes, exactly. This is my my personal motto. Yeah. Give me hair clippers and we can sort it out. Exactly. So he had to get that high top fade that Kim Jong-un oh, rocks. Yeah. So as Howard X once again tells Vice, I got that stupid haircut. It's horrible. And I already owned one of those Mao suits. Back in 1997, I wore it for the Hong Kong handover parties. <laughs> also, I've got his body shape and I eat a lot, so I've got a double chin. No need for props. Oh so God, he's like all it. lined up, right? <laughs> so other than this, things pretty much take care of themselves. He's like, you know what? All I need to do is let the world see me as my new creation. Let them, let the Kim Jong mm, wash over them, right? He's like, okay. And I quote, I took some photos, uploaded them to Facebook, and an Israeli production house found me. They were pr- producing a commercial for the competitor of McDonald's, Burger Ranch. Wait. <laughs> Apparently in Bur- Israel, McDonald's Burger main Ranch? competition is Burger Ranch. Because they don't want like... <laughs> I don't know what they don't want. I couldn't answer that question. <laughs> so... At this point, he becomes Kim Jong-um officially. The ball is rolling. Now, mm-hmm. for the most part, as I told you, it isn't terribly difficult to maintain this look. He was telling the New York Post, basically, I just don't exercise, and I eat a lot of high-quality steaks. Okay. So, you know, he also primarily works on the scowl. That's where he finds well, his goes, Kim Jong-um. Um, they go through a lot of pomade, too, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I bet he's got, yeah, he's got like an oil slick up there on his head. Dapper Dan. <laughs> he's a dapper Dan, man. <laughs> so he, he's, uh, he does, look, as I was saying, a lot of work on his scowl, and he's the key to becoming Ken Jong Um is to, to becoming him is to always look unhappy and dissatisfied. Yeah. So he's like, look, if I can be sad boy, I've got it nailed. <laughs> Right, so he's like, this is the key. And also, of course, he he does wear a little makeup because he's got to, like, you know, he's taking a lot of photos. He wants to look yeah. good from any, every angle. So he also snips and trims his eyebrows. He, okay. that's, he wants to match them because that's important to the look. Right. And then, you know, obviously there's the haircut. And uh, Elizabeth, have you ever seen the back of Kim Jong-un's head? Oh, he has, like, a big... Does he have a tumor? Um, I don't know. I've never seen it. I realized I'd never seen it. I feel like I read a while back that... He's got a weird bump? He's got, like, some sort of lump. And oh. I don't know if it's just, like, a big old cyst. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> a sebaceous growth? I was going to say something gross, but never mind. <laughs> I don't know if it's what it is, but apparently, like, yeah, you never see pictures of the back of his head. Yeah, so Howard X was having a hard time with it. He was like, if I'm going to get this haircut right, I got to get, like, the back of his head. I never really thought about it. I don't think yeah. about Korean dictators' heads that often. But, uh, yes, Howard X told the BBC, see it's extremely hard to find a picture of the back of his head but i did my research printed out a load of photos took them to a local guy and after a bit of experimenting he perfected the look he's now my regular stylist but he's had to adjust his usual way of cutting in order for me to look this ridiculous apparently it goes against every single rule for a good haircut (laughs) of course so after all that work to get the haircut just right he eventually still has to hide the haircut because he walks out he looks like kim jong-un right so he's always wearing a hat right (laughs) except for at home he gets to take the hat off but then his girlfriend has to deal with that and let's just say not the sexiest look yeah as as he said my girlfriend hates it it is quote not the sexiest look (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'd be like how about how about a sleeping cap yeah baby we're gonna get you a long stocking So uh, I need to find me a man who looks like Kim Jong. Um, <laughs> can you? I mean, you got to give his girl credit. I mean, she's like basically saying what you're saying is I don't want Kim Jong Um climbing on top of me and making like sex faces at <laughs> oh, me. God. And you can't blame the girl for yeah. that. No. 
in case you were wondering, Kim Jong-un, he's got a Tinder. So if you were like wondering, is, no, I was is he wondering. out there on the dating circuit? Yes, he is, Elizabeth. Oh, did the girlfriend leave him? No, just Kim Jong-un, the character. Not Howard X. Howard oh. X isn't on Tinder. Kim Jong Un is. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. Well, baby, it's not me. That's it's my. Kim Jong, it's Kim Jong um, Un. Um. So he he wrote on his profile that if you like a man with power, I'm your guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Kissinger said. You know, power is the ultimate aphrodisiac, <laughs> right? Kissinger. I try not to listen to anything. Kissinger, Kissinger on sex said. advice. <laughs> No? <laughs> Imagine Kissinger climbing up on top of you, making talking? sexy faces. No? Okay. No, well, whatever. No. Now, as no, you might guess, no. Elizabeth, yes. <laughs> pretending to be a dictator of North Korea is not the safest occupation. It's like, you know, there are other ones like roofers probably more dangerous, but yeah. it's up there. Yeah. Now, when it comes to like its own particular hazards, like, you know, oh, Kim Jong-un tries to send a killer hit team after you. Like, there's that. But mm-hmm. his mother, right, she was... You know, ahead of this, so she took out a life insurance plan on her boy just in case You're he kidding. gets whacked. Oh my god! <laughs> but Howard X does believe that Kim Jong Un knows who he is, or Kim Jong Un knows who he is. He's, uh-huh. He told uh, Time Magazine, "Quote: I'm sure the real Kim Jong Un knows about me because I've been annoying him for the last five years or so. I'd be pretty disappointed if he doesn't know about me." I think it would be hilarious if he didn't know. <laughs> I'm just like, what? No, no I don't know. It's no, that's a, stupid. Sounds like some nonsense. Okay, so after that. <laughs> first Israeli burger ad that got him started that Howard X gets asked to do more gigs right so mm-hmm. his next time he's asked to come to LA he and Dennis Rodman were going to do an ad for a pistachio company oh you're kidding me yeah because I of think course. the theme there is nuts I don't know I'm just right? guessing well, didn't but... he do... did they do that ever? no he couldn't get it sorted out Rodman did it with another lookalike he couldn't he couldn't oh, get his okay. visa yeah, worked out I was going to say that sounds familiar yeah so mm-hmm. Well, let's take a little break. Yeah. And then after this, uh, we'll get back to him getting into saving dissident lookalikes. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Annabay. Annabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Annabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Elizabeth. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Elizabeth. Yep. Well, we're back, and uh, I've got more for you. You ready? Oh, my God. We're back again. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Where do I start? Oh, December 2013. Mm -hmm. Do you remember it well? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, I don't. So December 2013, Coward X, my man, he decides he's going to get himself involved in the protests. He's like, you know what? I've had enough of this Chinese... People's Republic of China nonsense. They are getting up in my grill, and I'm going to speak out about it. Okay. So he went on there, and he joined himself into the protest in Hong Kong. It's in Hong Kong, by the way. Yeah. He goes down, and he, he wanted to protest China's decision to send North Korean defectors back to North Korea. They had escaped. China right. caught them, or they made it into China. China said, we're going to send it back to North Korea. So in Hong Kong, they were like, we got to protest. That's that's why defectors try and get to Mongolia, yes. because Mongolia will, will send not... them to South Korea. Very yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the next time he decides to get involved in the protest movement, still in Hong Kong, he goes with the Umbrella Movement, which was a pro-democracy right. movement yeah, against yeah. the Chinese announced elections which was for 2017. So th- this time we're in 2014, but the, the elections were c- coming up, right? Mm-hmm. They were announcing them. So people were like, no, you cannot take over Hong Kong system. So he's out there in the protest dressed as Kim jong Oh. Firing up the people, right? So he didn't go as Howard X. No, he went as Kim Jong Hong Kong resident. Yeah. He went as okay. <laughs> exactly. He didn't go as like voter and involved uh-huh. citizen. No. He went out there as political satirist. Yes, stunter. So he's out there on the front lines of the protest and then uh, he gets into this. He's like, you know what? I'm good for this. The people feel me. I can rally the troops. So he heads down to Singapore because the real Kim Jong un is going to have a like like a summit meeting with President Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I gotta be there. I gotta meet. So he's you like know. pushing it. Oh, oh yeah. He's like, I'm gonna mix it up. So he manages to get some, uh, and I quote, mall and seafood restaurant to pay for him to go down and promote them. I guess I so don't know. Two things: a mall and a seafood, seafood restaurant. restaurant. It's that's, not like all one thing. That's like, how it was reported. The mall the is stories. just one giant seafood restaurant <laughs> exactly. with like a hot topic in the middle of it. <laughs> Chess king. <Yeah. laughs> It was like, uh, yeah, I don't want to pick on malls. I yeah. like how they're dying. R.I.P. malls. Yeah, malls were once fun. Anyway, yeah. so he gets down to Singapore. Howard X was stopped at the airport, and he gets detained because, you know, he's a political activist. And mm-hmm. uh, his bags are searched, and he quote, is grilled on his political stance. Mm-hmm. The authorities decide to let him into the country, but they tell him, look, you need to stay as far away as possible from Kim Jong-un and Donald Trump. And he's like, all right, bet. I'll, I'll totally do that. He did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, he's touring Singapore, and he goes out there with a Donald Trump impersonator. So he and no. Donald Trump impersonator are pretending to be, like, sightseeing. So oh, some people God. are, like, being convinced it's really them because they're really on the island. Anyway, <laughs> so it's a whole mess. So Could you imagine if 
Donald Trump and Kim Jong Il, like we're all holding hands, going on a tour. Oh yeah, I totally can. Like, <laughs> I can very we're easily just, like, trying to that. process, like. But seeing them, no, I cannot do that yeah, part. No. Well, let's see. Uh, a couple years later, he decides. You know what? I love this whole like you know going right at Kim Jong Un. So when they had the Pyeongchang Winter Olympics mm-hmm. in 2018, he's like, "I'm going there. I got to be there, front and center." And he gets there, and there he sees this group of North Korean cheerleaders, and he's dressed as Kim Jong Un. Uh, <laughs> he goes out and he shakes his money maker with the cheerleaders. People get pissed. North Korean officials come over and they basically beat up the, their dear fake leader. You can't do that. That's so. also good footage to have. <laughs> exactly. North Korean troops beating up their <laughs> dictator. Well, according to Howard X, he said, I thought the cheerleaders were hogging the spotlight, and I wanted to take the piss out of them. North Korean agents pushed me around. I was assaulted. <laughs> 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 Lucky, that's it. No, I, I almost wanted to do him with an Australian accent because that's where he did his jazz instruction. Oh, okay. Instruction. Well, let's say he has an Australian accent. Okay, maybe Why for the not? rest I will. I don't I'll, know. We'll just establish that as, as canon as new at canon. this point. Okay, yeah. so in 2019, he travels, uh, Howard Hicks <laughs> travels to Hanoi, Vietnam, and mm-hmm. because Trump and Kim Jong-un are scheduled to have a second summit meeting oh, that's in right. Vietnam. I remember that. So Howard X and a Trump impersonator go wandering around the streets again. Mm-hmm. This is confusing tourists and locals alike. Right? They're like, what the hell's going on? So he goes, he gives an interview to a local Vietnamese TV station as like Kim Jong-un. Lay it on me. I know where you're going. The police confront him and they detain him on camera. Him and the Trump impersonator. They get pulled away. They get questioned. The police tell him, look, there's only one way you got to stay in this country. You got to take off all this Kim Jong-un get up and you got to go hire a proper guide and put some money back in the tourist economy. And he's like, I'm not doing that. No, what did he say? (laughs) Says, oh, I'll do this. I'm getting out of your blooming country. I'm going back to a proper nation. Yes. So the authorities, they go, all right, if you're going to take that attitude, Kim Jong, um, we're going to have to let you stay in the country. So they tell him <laughs> his visa is valid. But then they're just, you know what? We changed our mind. He's like, what? You just told me I could stay. They're like, yeah, we're tricking you. He's like, oh, damn it. They're like, yeah, it's invalid. So they kick him out of the country. They tell him, you need to get the hell out of Vietnam. He's like, I was already on my way. <laughs> now, Howard X, he goes back to his hotel and he stays there for a few days. In now, Vietnam. In Vietnam. His way out of the country is to stay in his hotel for a few days. Just hide. <laughs> just hides in his hotel. So a few days pass, boom, he hears a knock. He goes, oh, no, it's the police. And, of course, it's the police. So they like, tell him. Like the like the actual police the band. officers, it's, the band? It's Gordon Sumner, a.k.a. Sting. And he shows up. He's like, you need to go. And he's like, oh, man, I love you. So anyway. I love the fever dream version of all this. <laughs> so the police tell Howard, Howard X, look, man, it's time to go back to your nation of Islam or wherever it is you come from, Mr. X. So they escort him to the airport and they make sure he goes back to Hong Kong, right? Yeah. So then at the airport, Howard X, he runs into some reporters. I think he called the reporters. Sure. Anyway, he runs into some reporters. He's like, look, satire is a powerful weapon against any dictatorship. They are scared of a couple <laughs> guys that look like the real thing. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's the Howard X before. This is to give you yeah. the full picture. Now you're ready to see how this man gets involved in international yes, politics yes. in a war zone? Yes. Okay, Elizabeth. I promised you a Vladimir Putin lookalike and a Zelensky lookalike. Uh-huh. Buckle up, buttercup. I'm ready. In February of last year, 2022, Howard X was watching the news. And like most of us, he was focused on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. And he all of a sudden, he's like, he sees... The comedian turned president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, become, quote, 
the enemy's number one target, right? As he bravely and defiantly is marshalling his country to fight oh, this yeah. aggressor. And you remember him out in the street oh, making the totally. TikTok videos and stuff. He mm-hmm. was just like, it was super. He gave me, so a couple of them gave me chills. Well, I was, was like, oh, bro, yeah, because that's he's brave out as there, all hell. He's out there in like a bunker being like, bring it. Yes, I was like. like that was pretty cool. As modern propaganda and theater of war oh, stuff, yeah. I was like, he gets it. Yeah. So anyway, he sees all this and he starts thinking, you know, like most of us, Howard X was moved by this. And mm-hmm. he's like thinking, like, what can I do to help the Ukrainian people? Slava, Ukraine, right? And he's like getting all into it. And he starts thinking about a friend of his who is a Zelensky lookalike. So he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Did he meet him in the network? Like, is there yes. like a Comic Con? Oh, thing no. Of- this is, you spot on oh, got God. it. Oh, God. So the dude had been working, dude was a, he's an Uzbekistani guy, and he'd been working in Russia and the Ukraine, <laughs> imitating the man who would eventually become the enemy's number one target, right? So oh, this Zelensky lookalike. He was in Kiev, and he's, like, taking shelter as, like, the missiles and the and the artillery shells are hitting, right? And this dude looks so much like Zelensky that Howard X is like, I got to get him out of there, right? Like, the, Well, weren't the Russians sending assassins in? Like, yeah, there the, were the so many. the first few days was yeah. like, yeah, he was the number one target. They, If they could take him out, you know, you know cut and off the head of the snake. And here we've got this Uzbeki. Yes. Walking around, Kiev, Walking around just pretending. Who looks exactly like the number one target. What a so dingus. This poor innocent Uzbeki man is just like about to become Russia's number yeah, one target. He had time to get out before this was happening. He does, he's not like a wealthy lookalike. He's not like doing you know, well with this. people walked to Poland. True, true. This is true. <laughs> well, but, and the thing with the lookalikes, put a hat on and some sunglasses and like no, grow a beard. I'll get into that. Okay. It doesn't even work. <laughs> oh, he looks that much like him. Uh-huh. So anyway, so the guy's worried about the missiles, the airstrikes, right? And so he's... He he is trying to escape, but it's not easy. He is a broke lookalike. He basically is like, a, a, when he's not a lookalike, he is a, a car painter. He paints cars, like used cars. This uh-huh. is what the dudes, he's not like, you know, he's got like some luggage he's got to get out of there. He's right. not like going, oh, let me go pop in my ride. I'm going right. to head off to Vratislava. You know, he's like, <laughs> okay. So, Dude is like sitting there, and and what Howard X knows that he's like, oh man, as you pointed out, the Russian soldiers are gonna want to like grab this mm-hmm. dude if they don't kill him just on sight. But they also could make videos with him. They can make propaganda. Oh yeah, they could confuse people with a TikTok video that shows Zelensky leaving, or like make mm-hmm. him say like, look, I've decided to give up the country. Whatever yeah. it is, you know, yeah. like, he would be a really powerful weapon of propaganda or right. misinformation. So Howard X is like, I gotta get my friend out of Kiev, right? So this dude, I should tell you his name. He kept saying he, my friend. Yeah. His name is Umed Isabayev, right? And Umed Isabayev is from, as I said, Uzbekistan. He was living in Russia. And he was just sitting there minding his own business when somebody snaps a photo of him on the subway. The photo goes viral. And he looks so much like Zelensky. When I told you, he was uh, Zelensky was a, the star of a TV show. It was mm-hmm. called Servant of the People, where he played a president. And this is yeah. basically what qualified him to run for president. Right. But he plays this, this role as a president of Ukraine and uh, the show was so impressed when they saw pictures of Umid they had him fly to Ukraine and become his body double for the show Whoa, yeah, like, Zarin. Yeah, I'm saying it. He was like for real, legit, <laughs> like yeah. spot on. Where they're like, oh yeah, we can just have him. Like whenever Zelensky's tired, we'll just have him sit there and light a little bit. It'll be perfect, right? <laughs> He's like a decoy. On yeah, the show. pretty much. So Howard X and Umed, they they had known each other because there was a Russian documentary about lookalikes around the world, right? So mm-hmm. they were both in the same documentary. So they gotten to know each other. So when Russia invades Ukraine, Howard X is thinking about Umed, and he's like, okay. I know the political value of a lookalike, like me and Umed. I, I'm going to have to get him out there. I got to take away this weapon from Putin. So as he he was on the podcast Snap Judgment, mm-hmm. and Howard X told this podcast, quote, I want to take that chess piece out of Putin's hand. It's only a small piece, but I believe it's an important one. And also, he's one of me tries. <laughs> 
So his mind made up. Howard X phones his friend Umid, and who's, by the way, still in Kiev, right? And he's mm-hmm. like, I said, what the hell are you doing? You need to get the hell out of there. So this is March 1st, by the way, 2022. And Howard thinks, oh, this is this unique problem, but I have one hell of a solution. I've got a Vladimir Putin lookalike. Oh, so he calls up his Vladimir Putin lookalike friend who he's like, you know, tight with the dude is, is Polish, right? The Vladimir, the fake Putin is Polish, right? Uh-huh. So he lives in Warsaw, which is pretty close to Ukraine. So he's yeah. like, oh, hey, man, you need to help my buddies trying to flee Ukraine. So Howard X, you know, calls him and the Putin looks like, by the way, the Putin look like his name is Steve Poland. Stop it. Zaren, so stop he, it. He calls, Steve Poland? Steve Poland. I and love he's that. he's from Poland? Yeah, he's Polish. His name is Steve Poland. That's his stage name. Is, but oh, his stage. Oh, Steve, I, thought, yeah. I thought he was like, that's his government name. No, no, that is not like on his ID. Like it's I'm Elizabeth his, America. Yeah, like, exactly. Steve Poland. <laughs> By the way, help me. Isn't that the most amazing stage name? It's I just, so great. I love it's that. So, it's so lazy. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the laziest stage name. Like, other than Regina, or, sorry, Regina Corntower, yeah, what, what, what stage name would you want to go with if you went for the lazy stage Elizabeth name? Elizabeth Podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you don't want to be Elizabeth California? Well, no, that's like my real name. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't want to bust out like your Robert ethnicity. California on the yeah, Exactly. <laughs> Just weirder. <laughs> <laughs> so, Howard, my dude, Howard X, he phones up Steve Poland and he tells him the score. And, and Howard X is like, Look, we need to get this guy out. He's in real danger. He's one of us. We have an obligation. One of us. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, he's part of the tribe. I wish that all the imposters had gotten together and done one of those imagined videos, like at the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic where totally. they all sing it. But it's just all imposters. <laughs> that can would I, be. Can we work on that? That would be amazing. I kind of need that. Lookalikes, can we? Because uh, then there's that freaky Let It Be one with yes. all the 80s stars, uh-huh. which I think which I'll, is you love. I'll see if they can put that up on our Instagram. Yeah, I don't know do how that. long it is, but either way. And what kind of copyright violation that is. But <laughs> we got to figure out a song for our imposters to sing. The, oh, God. Let's think about Rainbow that. Connection. Ooh, I like that. That's call. good. Anything by the Muppets, I think is good. Yeah. Could this I be like an it. ad campaign for Designer Imposters reboot? <gasps> yes. Dave, you crazy genius. <laughs> Producer Dave, when you nail it, you nail it good. We're just an idea factory over here. I'm looking for sponsorships. <laughs> So, uh, okay, lookalikes. Steve yes, Poland, sorry. Steve Poland and <laughs> Steve Howard X, Poland. they realize as this tribe of lookalikes, they've got an obligation, right? <laughs> yeah. So he says, uh, Poland, Steve Poland's like, okay, it makes total sense to me. You know, like I know how hard it is living large as a lookalike. We're going to need to get him out. So, by the way, when I say living large, I think you need to know a little about Steve Poland. Uh-huh. In 2021, uh, I found out the band Duran Duran hired Steve Poland to do his fake Putin uh, routine in one of their music videos for their song Anniversary, which was a celebration of right. the 40th anniversary of the band's first album, 1981. I which love was released Duran in 1981. Duran. Yeah. And, uh, like, I love Duran. That's why I wanted to tell you. Uh-huh. I know you legit love him. So when you, yeah, go ahead. Go, please. When you said that uh, he was living large, I thought you were going to say he's like seven feet tall. But that's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Not literal. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> but uh, but the Duran Duran music video that Steve Poland is in, he is playing Putin. He's riding an inflatable horse as a Kim Kardashian lookalike t- pops selfies of herself, or obviously, and then <laughs> Queen Elizabeth throws back uh, champagne, a lookalike, a Queen Elizabeth lookalike throws back champagne. Oh my God. This is like one of those old Genesis videos. Yes, exactly. The, was it Land of Confusion or whatever? Dude, like, also, can we pour some out for all the Queen Elizabeth lookalikes? Because oh, they man. just lost well, their whole thing. Well, now they're just ghostly specters. <laughs> <laughs> now they got to hit up all the haunted houses in Seriously, London. how rough is that? Like, well, some Sad. monarchy dies and your whole career is oh. done. Like, pfft. 
That's what happened. Then they all have to go back to Imposter Island and like regroup. <laughs> like the island of lost toys or yeah, broken toys. They all but... live on Imposter Island. I like that. Mm-hmm. The most dangerous game. Go and hunt their imposters. <laughs> so anyway, back to Howard asking Steve Poland. So there's one fa- f- uh, fact I forgot to tell you about Howard, Steve, and Umid. Mm-hmm. None of them speak the same language. So oh. they're doing all. So ha- Umid speaks Uzbek and Russian. Okay. Steve Poland speaks Polish, and Howard he speaks English and Cantonese. So they're doing all of their communicating through Google Translate. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! And also, they, they wait. They, how they, great is the Putin impersonator who doesn't speak Russian? So they do Zoom phone calls, but are like typing messages and translating the messages. They're so just looking at each, at each other, other but, not, but typing as so fast why as you can. Speaking <laughs> a group chat. Oh, there's a reason why they have to get on Zoom. There's a very good reason, and I'll get into that in one second. Let's let's uh-huh. take a break, and then uh-huh. I, I'm sorry, and I'll tell you all about like so how excited. this gets even wilder. I love it. of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Okay, Elizabeth, you asked a very good question, which is why would three people who don't speak the same language (laughs) use a video call to communicate? Yeah. And I have an answer for you. Mm Because Umed needed to trust them. 
Okay, to know that it was actually them. Yes, so this lookalike wanted to hop on a Zoom call with another lookalike so he could see if that person was who they claimed to be. (laughs) Follow that logic, right? Yeah, and not a lookalike. Yeah, but that's what he needed to see if they were the person. (laughs) He's like, are you the imposter and not the imposter of the imposter? (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I can't have a lookalike of a lookalike. No. That would mess me up and my life would be in danger. (laughs) So, no, but you can't blame Ubit. I mean, look, he's got people who are after him. You know, how can you be able to trust him? So Howard Exall let him pick up the story. He told the New York Post, he didn't know who we were. He was kind of mistrusting when I called him up. I said, I had to really convince him. Look, we're not working for the Russians. We're not working for the Ukrainians. We're just impersonators. (laughs) So Umad recalled this same phone call, and he's like, he said, I just want to do some good for you. You're in danger, and I want to save you. This war is not going to end tomorrow or the day after, and there is no reason for you to stay here. It's better if we get you out of Kiev. So I told him, first, let me meet you and talk to you so I can know if you are who you say you are. That makes sense, because otherwise it's like, you know, if I'm just like Russian army, I could text him and be like, hey. Exactly. Meet me on the corner. Fake Kim Jong. Um, Let me help you. (laughs) He's like, okay. Howard's like, you know, totally agrees. He's with you. The logic makes perfect sense to Mm -hmm. him. He's like, I told him, look, you can see me on the video and you'll know what I look like. And you can see the guy who plays Putin. We just want to save you because we consider you a colleague and because the Russians were actually after him. (laughs) So at this point, Umid called like Howard telling him, I'm not forcing you to trust me. It is your choice. Right. So Umid's Uh like, okay, I think to myself and he he decides he's going to trust Howard X. As Umid put it, he knew politics and politicians. He was able to explain to them and to me that I believed him. He told the truth. I thought maybe Allah has given me a chance to leave this place. So he decides yeah. this is a God-given sign. This uh-huh. this uh, Kim Jong-un impersonator. God truly works through mysterious ways. Yes. So Howard reaches back out to Steve Poland for help. And he's like, okay. Then the two lookalikes put their very famous looking faces and heads together. And they come up with a plan to do an evac operation. Now, Steve Poland, he knows folks in the Ukrainian resistance and the Polish underground helping the Ukrainian resistance. So he's like, look, I need you to contact some people. They work it all out. He contacts the national Ukrainian National Guard, and he gets a car arranged to send over to them to meet Umed in Kiev, right? So the plan is that they then take him to a safe house about 100 kilometers, or clicks, uh-huh. outside of Kiev. And there he would chill and be safe until Steve Poland could cross the border <laughs> and come and get him. I wish they would have, like, a video where <laughs> Steve Poland runs out and embraces him and like everyone's seeing it because it's being broadcast live on TV of Putin and Zelensky hugging. You just wait. Oh, God. <laughs> so Steve Poland tells his contacts the mission is a go. The car is sent to go rescue Umid. And when it arrives, Umid is a no-show. Umid is not oh. there. This is bad because Howard This is bad. Howard X knows right where he is. He's been paying for his hotel room. He's been paying for like, you know, all of his life costs. So he knows where he is. He's like, huh, well, maybe he's been killed. Yeah. So turns out he was not killed. Umid was still alive. But the Zelensky look like he's cagey. He was being actively followed around by Russian troops who are, you know, like basically menacing him all the time. So he's like on yeah. super sketch mode, right? And as Umid told Snap Judgment, I don't trust anybody else in the world except my father. I had some people close to me in Kiev who took me under their protection. They said, let us check the vehicle that comes to pick you up. They didn't want some strange driver to give me to Russian soldiers. They said they would check the vehicle and the driver first, and I should tell them I wasn't home. 
So he does exactly that, <laughs> uh-huh. right? And so the, these folks didn't trust the driver, and they kiboshed the meeting. So the car goes away. Yeah. More days pass. Howard X is like, what the hell? He's constantly trying to reach Umid to get him out of this, like, war zone. So... So, as he later on recalled, so we had to talk to him. I said, what the hell, man? The call was waiting for you there, man. We had to pull a lot of strings to get this guy. So, he's, like, <laughs> furious because, like, he's working through Steve Poland. They're working through the Ukrainian resistance. We're trying to get a car to him in the war zone. It works, and then he's not there. So, like, what are we going to do? So, but Howard X is patient. He tells Steve Poland, look, the guy needs to trust us. This is a problem because, you know— if we're going to get him out of Kiev, it has to start with all relationships start with trust, Steve. Yes. So yes, Steve. They work on him. Also, by the way, the Russian forces are drawing closer and closer. And they're like, and at this point, Zelensky's hiding in a bunker. You know, yeah. it's, it's getting dicey. The city, he can't really cross the city. And once again, Zelensky looked like he definitely can't cross the city, right? Right. Airstrike happens, knocks out the TV tower near him to now they can't get a phone signal into him. More days pass. Umid is losing out, like, you know, pretty much any chance to escape. Concerns are growing. Worry. Finally, Howard X is able to use WhatsApp to get a hold of him, right? Mm -hmm. So he tells Steve Poland, get on the video phone. Get on the WhatsApp. We need to do a video call so he can see you. Right? So he gets Steve Poland to hop on the video call with Umid. Now, just to paint the scene for you, we have a Putin lookalike on a Zoom call with a Kim Jong-un lookalike Uh desperately trying to convince a Zelensky lookalike to trust them both. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Howard is able to tell the snap judgment, quote, we convinced him. We are a people that he can trust. We're just impersonators trying to help you out. We're not working for the Ukrainians. We're not working for the Russians. We're just trying to help you out. They so, represent Imposter Island. Exactly. They fly under the flag of Imposter Island. Once he could look in their lookalike eyes, Umid could trust them. He was like, Allah has made me trust him. Hmm. So he decides, boom. And now time is of the essence. So Howard X and Steve Polden, they coordinate a second ride. They work their channels in the underground. This is like a war movie. I'm telling you, Umid is there this time when the car arrives. And this time he gets in the car. The next day, the whole area is destroyed. So he basically just escapes, right? So Umid manages to escape and he's trying to get across the Ukraine. He gets on a minibus with a bunch of other refugees. Mm -hmm. COVID's popping off at this time, right? So everybody is on this minibus wearing masks. And Umid is also wearing sunglasses. And but he's in the Ukraine. And everybody in the Ukraine knows what Zelensky looks like. He's also the most famous man in the world at this moment. So the refugees recognize their president. And they believe it's really him. Oh, no. So they start to accuse Umed of trying to flee the Ukraine. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're convinced he's trying to get out. And so Exactly. And he's like, no, 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 no. So Umed tells a little story. And he's like, the driver recognized me first. And then all the women in the car eventually recognized me. They said, you're Zelensky. And that's why you don't want to take off your mask. You want to know how regular people are being evacuated. So, yeah. So eventually he's able to calm down the other refugees and tell them, look, I'm not the president. But they still just won't believe him. He has to find his passport and he shows them his Uzbeki passport. And they're like, "Okay, okay." They're like, oh, you bought that to get out of the country. Well, they were asking, like, what are your plans to end the war? And he's like, it's not me. I'm not Zelensky. (laughs) (laughs) They were like harping on him. Imagine being stuck in a minibus with all these people who are fleeing and they're blaming you. And they think you're fleeing. They're in the most stressful time of their lives. Yeah, but also, by the way, the people, once they're convinced that he is not Zelensky, then they tell him, but hey, President Zelensky, we are standing with you. Even though they think and know that he is not, they still can't help themselves. They have to tell the symbol, we're standing with you. Yeah, it feels good. This starts really touching Umid. He feels really (laughs) good, right? So he keeps, you know, basically letting the people know that, you know, this is, we're going to get through this. (laughs) The nation will rise. Uh And so they're having their little moment of rousing. And, uh... 
Eventually, he's able to relax, and uh, as much as one can on a minibus packed full of refugees all fleeing a war zone, right? Or actually traveling through a (laughs) war zone. But uh, as Umed recalled thinking, quote, Many, many things were going through my mind. Where am I going? Are these people trustworthy? Are the Russians going to kidnap me? What if there is a rocket explosion right next to me? I was afraid. At the time, I understood what Zelensky might feel as a person, as a president. So he starts imagining himself (laughs) as Zelensky as he's making this exodus. So the lookalike, who has walked or at least now driven a mile in another man's shoes, (laughs) has had this idea of what his life may be like. And this trip takes days, mind you. So he's getting a really good idea of what it's like to be Zelensky. And they're passing through countless military checkpoints. And at one point, they run into serious trouble, like serious trouble. But, but you know, rather than me just tell you about it, Elizabeth, I'd like you to close your eyes yes. and picture it. Yes. It's nighttime in Ukraine. It's days into the Russian occupation. As tanks with white painted Zs stream into the country and artillery shells and missiles streak overhead, you are working as a translator at a military checkpoint. But you're treating it like your last job as a Walmart greeter. You've been super friendly and you have a smile for everyone. You have an infectious Southern warmth. And then there's the Ukrainian soldiers standing guard in the military checkpoint with you. They are in three words, young and well-armed. So these soldiers stand on either side of the road, very serious-faced, and they stop all the vehicles in both directions. And then you go, and you, if anybody comes, you try to help translate or greet them, let them know that, it's, you know, you're okay. <laughs> so someone spots a minibus approaching out of the inky darkness. And out there beyond that pool of lights that the checkpoint has created, and the soldiers get ready. They clutch weapons. Their eyes go all steely. You do the opposite. You get ready a big warm smile. For whomever you're about to greet who is behind the wheel of that minibus, the approaching minibus put 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 puts along and it's just tootling down the road. But as it gets closer, you can tell from how low it's riding on its axles that it must be fully loaded down with people. Yeah. And you've seen a lot of buses and cars coming through loaded down with people. This is not the first one at all. The most have been crammed stuff with people pouring out of the cities, headed north to the Polish border, right? Now this minibus pulls to a stop at the checkpoint, shudders to a dieselly kind of like idle, we'll say. You walk over in case there's anyone who needs a translator, and you speak, mind you, English, French, Polish, Romanian, Hungarian, Bulgarian, Ukrainian, Russian, a few other Slav dialects like Serbian and Croatian. You're basically a Swiss army knife of Eastern European languages, so you're super handy. Well, one of the young, well-armed soldiers, he approaches the driver's side window, and you follow, and you're right on his heels, and as the driver of the minibus rolls down his window, you hear him finish saying to the people, his passengers, don't answer any questions, just show documents. So the soldier asks the driver where he's headed. And just after he's finished speaking, you say in a sunny drawl, How y'all doing today? Welcome to our checkpoint. How is everyone today? And then you repeat this in Ukrainian and in Bulgarian and Hungarian, just as sunny and as possible as you can with the same big smile that they deserve. Now, the driver seems to understand Ukrainian, so he weakly smiles back at you. And then he looks back at the soldier, and the driver breaks his own rule. He answers the soldier. He says the minibus is headed to Vratislav which is just over the Polish border. You've heard this all day, the soldier nods. He asks for the driver's papers. Since he doesn't need you to translate, you take the moment to look into the minibus. It is indeed loaded down with refugees' families. There's old and young piled together, luggage on their laps, people clinging to their children, their husband, their wife. It's a very sad scene. And then you notice a familiar face. But it can't be. It couldn't be. That's impossible. But the soldier spots it, too. You both start staring at the same passenger. 
The dude looks like Volodymyr Zelensky. You're like, is the president in this minibus? The soldier orders the man close to the front. This, this guy looks like Zelensky to take off his COVID mask and to lower his glasses. The man does as instructed. He has to. The, the soldier has a rifle. He's very clearly about, he's kind of itchy to use it. Yeah. He, when, he, when the man lowers his mask, you and the soldier both gasp. It's Zelensky. <laughs> it looks just like him. It can't be. He's just cruising around with refugees. The soldier can't believe his eyes. Is he fleeing? Is the president fleeing? He gets angry. He looks at you, and then you nod and pantomime in your sunny way. Well, I'll be. Isn't that peculiar? It's Zelensky. You do all this with your face. It's <laughs> yes, amazing, right? Yes, the, I'm incredible. The soldier turns back, and he orders President Zelensky to get out of the minibus. The other passengers are getting nervous, so you go and give them a few of your megawatt smiles and try to calm the situation down, just like Walmart taught you. Mm -hmm. And it seems to be helping you tell yourself but what war couldn't use just a little more of that familiar walmart warmth you know, you know when you get down to it exactly well the soldier he's about to point his rifle into the minibus and you step closer to help sort out all this trouble you're like i'm sorry but you see we you well you look like the president you aren't president Zelensky, are you now, I don't know why you're speaking to him in English, because clearly the man speaks Ukrainian, but right. you know Zelensky speaks English. So you think, well, I'll just go with my sure. strongest language. But the man in question does as he was told by the driver. He doesn't answer your question or the soldier's questions. He just hands you paperwork. The driver of the minibus, though, he speaks up. He says, Umid, he is just a lookalike. Nothing to see here. All right, the soldier <laughs> Anytime has, you say nothing to see here is a red flag of there is something to see. There here. is definitely something to look yeah. at. Yeah, I'm going to start using that, though, when there isn't anything. <laughs> like, I'll go out of on my house to get the garbage cans to pull in, and I see a neighbor. Nothing to see here. Just make them all nervous. Just arouse their suspicions. Yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. Well, the soldier's like you, so he's like, he is look-alike. And then the driver reads, repeats back, yes, look-alike. And then he is Zelensky, body double. And then the driver's like, no, he is imitator, like clown. And then, <laughs> ah, like clown. <laughs> so then the soldier looks over Umed one more time, and then he nods and smiles, ah, like clown, yes, okay. So he reaches into the minibus, and he shakes hand. You are like looking into the eyes of President Zelensky. And let me say, we won't let you down. Slava Ukraine. <laughs> so he says, you know, and he lets them go. So now you wave goodbye with one of your big smiles. Bye, y'all. Umid and the bus just go tootling back <laughs> off down the road. And then you, like, you know, have a little chuckle to yourself about what almost was. And the soldiers will look at you and then they get steely eyed again. Uh -huh. I am annoying them to no end. <laughs> now, after a week on the road, traveling through this active war zone, my man Umid manages to get through the country into the Polish border, where he is met by Steve Poland, the Putin lookalike. Oh, so God. Zelensky and the Putin lookalike meet at the Polish border. <laughs> oh, now, no. according to Steve Poland, we have a first-hand account. Oh. He went directly to the hotel. We had reserved for him and slept. He was exhausted. After that, he came to the reception area to meet me. I knew what he looked like, but when he came out, I have to say that he looked more like Zelensky in person. We shook hands, and then we hugged each other. There were some people in the reception area, and they looked at us. They looked very surprised. Yeah, I, I so bet. You got your image. I Zelensky did. <laughs> and Putin hugging, and people being like, what the? What incarnation? Now, Elizabeth, there's a little more story to this story. I know uh -huh. we've gotten Umid across the border. Yes. But I want you to know that Howard X, the coordinator, the lookalike leader of this tribe— this was his second time saving somebody from a war-torn area who was a lookalike. What? Just one year prior, Howard X had saved the Afghan Bruce Lee from Wait. the Taliban. No. Yes, Wait, Elizabeth. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. The 
So the Afghan, why does your face look like that? I'm just so confused right now that you know. Okay, I, I need to hear this. Okay, so just like how he saved the Zelensky lookalike from Vladimir Putin's grip, he needed to get this Bruce Lee lookalike away from the Taliban. Although I don't imagine the Taliban was going to use him for propaganda. Well, I don't they, know why. Bruce Lee's no longer with us. In spirit, he is always with us, Elizabeth. <laughs> like, is he like on Tupac Island? Like, yes! Bruce Lee didn't really exactly. die. He's, He's teaching Biggie the moves. Yes. He's like Biggie, like this, and Biggie's got like the tightest fist moves now. On my on the map in my mind, there are all these little islands. Tupac <laughs> exactly. Island, exactly. I love your imposter island. I like your imagination. Yeah, thanks. I'm just imagining Bruce Lee telling like Biggie, <laughs> holding up his fist. I do not hit. It hits all by itself, and Biggie's like, whoa. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So now we have this thing where Bruce Lee lookalike needs to get out of Afghanistan because the Taliban's after him, right? Well, dude's name is Abbas Alizada, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Abbas Alizada. Uh, So according to Howard X, Abbas Alizada is, quote, probably the best Bruce Lee impersonator I know. I don't know how many Bruce Lee like impersonators he knows. Army. He's got like a standing army of eight Bruce Lee impersonators. Exactly. He's, just... the, he's my first favorite. <laughs> Who's your third favorite Bruce Lee impersonator? You know. Personally know. So this is also, by the way, I think we've pointed out enough, but it should be harped one more time. Another member of his tribe. He's got to look after yeah. his tribe. He's got a responsibility. He's a committed member. And I wish more people were like Howard X. Yeah, that is true. He just gets up. He's like, I got to save a member of my tribe. <laughs> so and he's, I mean, it's like, but also, I like him because he's not just a lookalike; he's more of a do-alike. He's a take charge, he is a, but in a positive sense. Yes, exactly. What in the world is the Bruce Lee impersonator doing in Afghanistan? All the just time? killing it, just killing the game. Just, I've looked at his photos; it it's up. impressive. Really, he's really striking. Does yeah. he give like little exhibitions of? I'm so glad you asked that question. Or yeah, kind of asked that question. Uh-huh. Here you go. This is Howard X to answer. Not only does he look like him, but he spent his whole life practicing martial arts. Wow. Yeah, he kicks like him, too. (laughs) (laughs) But looking like Bruce Lee or throwing hands like Bruce, that isn't going to be enough for you against the Taliban. So Howard X is like, we need to get Afghan Bruce Lee out of there, right? So he's like, how do you get Afghan Bruce Lee out of Dodge? Well, you send him money. So he starts, like, you know, basically creating this. Well, once again, I'll let him tell it. He told ABC Australia, quote, he was stuck in Kabul, and the Taliban was actually looking for him. They tried to go to his house two times to kill him. Like, it was serious. They oh, were after wow. Bruce Lee. Afghan Bruce Lee was because like— Because he, like, represents the West? I don't know. I can't quite figure this what one is, out. Okay. But, you know, you got to try pretty hard to kill Afghan Bruce Lee. The dude uh-huh. is pretty cagey. So Abbas, he manages to escape the Taliban hunting parties, and he relies on the money that Howard X is sending him to escape. And Howard X, is a, he told the Washington Post that the Afghan Bruce Lee had all of his bank accounts frozen, and he had no way to access money. So he's basically just sending him pittances of money to keep him existing, right? Uh-huh. They coordinate an exit plan. So after Afghan Bruce Lee's daring escape from his home country, Howard X manages to get him to his second country, Australia, and he gets him in. And last update that I saw, Abba Alizada, the Afghan Bruce Lee, he was in a hostel in Australia living with other Afghan refugees, and they're all on wait lists waiting to be pa- repatriated to Australia. So huh. fingers crossed, Afghan Bruce Lee will soon be Australia Bruce yeah, Lee. Yeah, good, good luck, dude. And we'll see what he does. You know. <laughs> now, Howard X, dude, always looks out for his members of his tribe, as I've told you. I'm so down for that. But also, I think it's kind of funny that none of them asked to look like someone famous. 
right? Yeah. Or even worse yet, to look like someone infamous and notorious, and yet right. they're able to make it work for them. Like, they don't get bitter about this. Like, every single one of them is like, look, I'm going to find a way to make this work. But Howard X, he goes the furthest with all this. He makes it, like, you know, provocative. He becomes, like, I'm coming after you, kind of like Kim Jong-un energy. Uh-huh. So he has said, and I quote, I don't get tired of it. In fact, being a political impersonator of Kim Jong-un, I get away with saying things that no other impersonator and nobody else could get away with. Huh. So he sees himself as being a someone able to could speak truth to power. Yeah. So yeah. more of that, I guess. As part of a genetic lottery. <laughs> he exists in that rarefied area. So uh, now... If you watch this Howard X space, I would recommend that because you may be seeing a lot more of him and his tribe of lookalikes. Because according to his Facebook page, Howard X is, quote, currently assembling a satirical boy band featuring impersonators of Putin, Xi Jinping, and me, myself, as Kim Jong-un, called the Tyrants. The boy band? Keep your eye out for the Tyrants. A man band. The man band. Now, if you're also wondering about Umid and the Zelensky lookalike, he is doing well. He is in Poland. And my man, Steve Poland, says he stays in touch with him. So Thanks, I, Steve Poland. I see him almost every day. We are friends. Aww. So somewhere in the world, fake Putin and fake Zelensky are sharing a laugh. <laughs> it's amazing. Just makes you happy, doesn't it? It's amazing. And that's all I got for you. Elizabeth, what's our ridiculous takeaway? Uh, I My ridiculous takeaway is, I suppose, if you look like someone famous or infamous— Lean into it. Yes. My instinct would be to do whatever you can to make yourself not look like that. Because yeah. I'm sure they get harassed All, or the, pestered, I should say, everywhere yes. they go. But, Bothered, yes. Yeah. So, Zarin, what's your ridiculous takeaway? Well, uh, I used to look a lot like Bob Marley. Oh, where, yeah? To the yeah, point yeah. that if I left my house, someone would tell me, hey, no one ever told you you look like Bob Marley? I got it for years, right? So much so that my friends came up with a nickname, Izzy Marley. So they would call me <laughs> Izzy Marley, like Izzy Marley, right? <laughs> so I very much well uh, understand what they went through, and I can just say this, make it work for you, and, you know, if, if women find you sexy, definitely make that work for you. <laughs> you can be, like, a double for a fantasy. You heard that, Steve Poland? Steve Poland, make it work for you. All the women who want to get that Putin on top of them, get that dictator climbing up on top of them, making oh, sexy faces, they're out there. Good Rule God. 34. <laughs> it exists. Anyway, that's all I got for you. That's my ridiculous takeaway. That's excellent. Thank you for listening. Thank you. We'll be back next with more. Also, by the way, you can find us online <laughs> at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Email us if you like at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. And send us a talkback on the iHeart app. Yeah. We listen and we enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks for listening. You're welcome. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett. Produced and edited by our resident hair and makeup specialist for lookalikes, Dave Kustin. Research is by booking agents for all the top star lookalikes, Marissa Brown and Andrea Song Charpentier. Our theme song is by Thomas, call me Bob Marley. And Travis, I'm John Dutton. Executive producers are young Stalin lookalike, Ben Bolin, and Noel, I only look like myself, Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.